Welcome to this very special presentation of the Night Nerd. I'm your host, Lance. I'm Colby. I'm Dan. <laughs> I'm Derek. And we are doing the exact opposite of internet social distancing right now. Um, quick recap, as of the time of this recording, the country is more or less in a really weird spot. Some people are on lockdown, some aren't. Everybody's saying that you should stay away from each other. So Isolation. we thought we would all come together for the very first time in Night Nerd history. Every single person that has a show on the network is here recording. So I want to start off by saying thank you guys for joining me. This is gonna, I'm really excited about this. I'm uh, terrified, but this could be really fun. I'm just really shy. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. We're gonna. I just realized it's weird too to get in the rhythm, but I'm so used to talking to one other person that just gone like, yeah, in the rhythm of four people. So it's like a band getting together for the first time. So this is gonna be either great or the worst band practice ever. But either way, I like train wrecks. Uh, it, it it might get uploaded. It might not. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> We'll see what happens. But well, also back when we used to record with slightly more people, uh, Lance, at least you and I used to be in the same studio. But mm. uh, as of the social distancing thing, we are all recording from our own homes, and we're not video recording at all. So none of us can take visual cues from each other either. So that's going to be super interesting. I just realized we have that technology, and uh, we have chosen not to abide by it. I'm sticking by my choice. Yeah, same. Hey, I don't really like video chats. <laughs> Podcast rebels, you know. Yeah. Why do it the smarter, easy way? Do it the night nerd way. <laughs> but what we're talking about is, uh, in, in this time, like I said, there's a lot of stuff going on. The biggest thing I want to talk about is Diamond came out last week and said, hey, no new comics. And it's been about a week. We've gotten to see response from some publishers and... Some we still haven't gotten definitive answers from. I, It's an interesting time. And Colby and I have been talking about it a lot. So I, I wanted to bring everybody together to kind of pick your brains and get your feedback and thoughts of things. Uh, for those of you listening that don't know, that your big two, DC has said, we're going to keep going digital. And our graphic novels, anything with an ISBN number, can still be ordered through... Um, Penguin or anybody that's not Diamond. Comic books don't have ISBN numbers. Boom, Archie, Titan, most of your like next tier publishers have all said they're not doing digital if they can't do print. Marvel is saying support your local comic shop, but they're not really saying what they're doing. Although their books are up for pre-sale on Comixology, uh, but they haven't came out and said what's up. So, First question, do you guys think that they the company should just keep doing digital or should they wait and not do digital until they can do print? That's that's a good question. Um, personally, I think digital should also hit the pause button. Um, I, I don't really have anything to follow along with that, really. It's... Uh, <laughs> uh, in so, both in solidarity with the, the comics companies and also in solidarity with companies that can't 
continue to publish because not only has Diamond shut down, but uh, Image and DC's printers have closed down due to the coronavirus. They couldn't print books even if they had them. So um, with everything going into lockdown, to me it doesn't make sense to keep digital going um, and get digital so far ahead of print books. Uh, not just for comic retailers, but just for for the medium in general, for the health of the medium in general. Yeah. Uh, what do you other guys think? I, uh, I, I, mine is I'm similar, but it, to me it depends on how long this goes on. Because on one hand, I completely agree. I think they should be kind of in solidarity. I think, hey, let's not completely screw over the people that help us, but. From a DC or Marvel perspective, this time of year when they're gearing up for a lot of their big sales, I also can see if this goes on for more than a certain amount of time, them continuing digital to at least have some income in the comic field to at least appease some of their more corporate overlord type people. Yeah. Uh, Leslie, Daniel, what do you think? I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not really a digital guy at all. And prefer this to support the local shop so i just find it kind of weird that dc's continuing with it as of right now that's pretty much it besides what it also said i guess i think the the thing about it and this i don't think this will make any of y'all mad but may make some other people mad is at the end of the day boom uh titan rt those are comic book companies marvel and dc are subsidiaries of Disney or AT&T, Time Warner Brothers, whoever whoever owns DC now. They're always flip-flopping the name of the company. But And we've long heard rumors of those big bad companies you know, wondering why they even do print. Why do they still print monthly books? Why do they do this? Um, and I think that's what you'll see is these the actual comic book companies are going to stand with their local comic shops. But these other big corporate ones, they're, they're the ones I'm wearing, which thinks because those are the ones that you need to stand by in a time like this. So I don't... I, I think, yeah, they should wait up until a point. Which brings me to my next question. Both Marvel and DC have digital first. Books that come out you know, on Comixology or on their respective websites first, and then after a couple of months get collected in a physical copy. Do you think that they should keep those comics going because that standard's already been set, and, you know, that expectation of, oh, no, this is, this is digital first, or should they put those on hold as well? Uh, Colby, let's start with you. Uh, I go back to you. I, I honestly, I me mean, personally, I think keeping those guys keeping anything digital going will kind of lead into something I know we'll talk about later, but no matter what happens, the, the comic book shops are in such a weird place. The more and more they get locked down and with no new books, their possibility to make any income, even just from shipping books out is becoming less and less. And with books like that popping up, I don't, I can't see DC and Marvel putting those on hold too, but I also don't know how much they have to gain from keeping them going because typically those don't bring in a lot of eyes anyway. Or income. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Daniel, what do you think? I don't know. Um, 
I see them going the route of digital just because they seem not to care. But uh, it's just it's such a weird thing. Like I don't know why you wouldn't support your shop and that side of the medium. Yeah, uh, Derek, what are you saying on digital first continuing? Uh, well, my question is, what digital first is actually currently going right now? Because I, I wasn't even aware that the two companies had any active digital first uh, currently being produced. Um, so that might not be the best sign that uh, those books are, are really receiving any publicity or making any money because I'm not even I wasn't even aware of them. Yeah, uh, let's see. Marvel just wrapped up the Jessica Jones one. Right. But they, they seem, seem to always have like a Jessica Jones digital first. Uh, there was... One or two I saw on Comixology the other day. Is uh, DC still doing like the garage book? That is not that I'm aware of. Question. I feel like those just randomly pop up. Constantly. Yeah. Well, one thing I think we should know because it kind of ties into it is uh, you two, uh, where you uh, were all three, where you live, have a comic shop that's kind of you know you're typically used to going to. So I think this is why this hits me in a different way. because my shop right now is the closest one for me is an hour away that I go to. Mm-hmm. So I'm already kind of in that mindset of I'm used to not every win- not going every Wednesday to the shop. Right. So I think that's one thing I've noticed because, you know, when I was living in Austin and hopefully we'll soon again, like Austin, San Antonio, Lubbock, you know, all over, all over the place. I think places and markets that have shops, it's going to be a a very, very, very big deal and a very ch- different change. It's like when you're used to going every Wednesday, it sucks. And the sad thing is that's already something that we're, no matter what, going to most of the country will lose sooner than later. Yeah. As, far as, there, as long as this goes on. Right. Yeah. Nobody gets in the comic business to get rich, whether it's writers, well, artists, you know, creators, or store owners. There's only. One person, I mean, aside from, again, the high up on the food chains, there's really only one person that gets rich every week from comic books, and that's the dude who owns Diamond. Uh, I forgot his name. It's like Gilroy or Gilman or something, but that dude is the money, which, Segway, y'all know I love Segways. I should just buy a Segway to ride around all the time, but he, Diamond, okay, I through this crisis... We've seen holes and flaws and lots of things. Is this finally the time when people are like, this 25, 20 plus year monopoly Diamond has had on distribution? Is it time to wake up and find alternate methods? Because Diamond pretty much just came out and made the decision. You know, the, the companies didn't get to make the decision. Uh, we I don't think we'll ever know how much, if at all, he consulted with Marvel and DC before saying, no, we're not doing this. Um, do you, do you think that Diamond's time might finally not be coming to an end, but maybe somebody will step up and give us some competition and all this? Well, uh, to to play a little bit of a devil's advocate, and I hate to do that, and I hate that phrase, but um, as I've heard from numerous sources, including years of my LCS uh, and um, some of the podcasts I listen to. More than 50% of diamond retailers had already closed down and were asking for help. Why were they still getting shipments? Why were they still getting product? Uh, because Marvel and DC wouldn't man up and pull the trigger. So diamond ultimately had to, to be the bigger boy in the room. Um, you have no idea how much I hate defending diamond right now, but at least to, to be fair, um, to be fair, that, to be fair 
Uh, yes, I've been watching that too during quarantine. Um, you gotta you gotta give it to them to at least ad- admit that that is the the choice they've made now. Both helps and hinders retailers. Helps in that the stores that didn't need to be getting shipped product are no longer getting shipped product. The warehouses where product are being stored are no longer considered essential services because they store fucking comic books. There's the first swear word of the day. Um, uh, and it but also, there. here's my shot face. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I know, right? Uh, slip a little bit of blah blah in there. Um, does Diamond need competition? Absolutely. Does Diamond need competition in order for physical media to, to survive? Absolutely. Is that um, very interestingly worded memo from DC saying that they were exploring avenues uh, that definitely feels like it's hinting at other avenues of print, but may honestly just be talking about digital? Uh, is is a uh, more digital avenues maybe something that they're talking about? So maybe Comixology is no longer the kingpin of that particular avenue. That's also a huge possibility, and I think that's something that we need to uh, add to the calculus when we're talking about ease of distribution. Unfortunately, for better or worse, obviously worse in my opinion, is we got to consider the amplitude of digital um, distribution as well, not just as it stands, but a multi-platform digital distribution as much as a multi-platform physical distribution. Well, and you know – I, I sit here and I, I dog on Diamond. Yeah, that decision, there was no right way to, you know, it was a lose-lose. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because either why didn't you shut these down? Why did you still put people in danger? Or why, you know, even, even, no call was the right call. And I get that. Because somewhere, in this thing I was talking to, uh, some comic shop owners like on Twitter and stuff and there's two weeks of comics and nobody knows where they're at. They're printed, they're done, they're ready to be shipped. Nobody knows if Diamond has them, if they're like so at the Marvel and DC warehouses, if they're in a warehouse somewhere else. Nobody knows where these comics are. And that it's not like necessarily scary, but it, it, it's passing where, strange. You know, it's it's weird. <laughs> It reminds me of back in the day when me and Derek worked at a shop together. Uh, there was a is, that issue of Batman Ink that they pulled because it was too controversial. We literally had just like two boxes of Batman Ink for like six months sitting in the back. We weren't allowed to sell. And it's giving me flashbacks to that. Of there's just boxes somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and actually, one thing we should point out uh, for anyone listening that know. Uh, all of us have worked in retail, have worked in comic stores, have worked in stuff. When we when we talk about Diamond, when we talk about sales, we, we all, of course, love and adore local comic shops and they come first in our mind. It's just such a weird, unprecedented time where that's my big worry. It's like I don't know, even if new comics go digital, if they don't go digital, I'm worried about how, is there a way that you guys see that local comic shops can kind of survive for more than a month of this? Yes. Um, without showing my hand too much, because <laughs> I'm not allowed to say everything that I know. There are a lot of comic shops who are, um, well, I can say this. Our local comic shop is doing curbside pickup, um, but I actually just got a text message that our city is stay at home until Friday. Not that the week's going to do anything, but. Oh, wow. Yeah. Till midnight Friday. Um, 
right. So they're not doing curbside now, but they're shipping. You know, they'll package. You know, you pay a little bit in shipping, and they'll package it up and send it to you. They'll. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of venues. The problem is, uh, where a comic shop makes their money is people coming in and digging through back issue bins. That's, you know, where a lot of it is. And I was talking to our comic shop owner today. He told me he had somebody call him, and I, I can't tell this story. And they're like, are you open? Well, yeah, we offer curbside and delivery and shipping. Well, can we come in your store? Well, no, because that's the rule. And they're like, well, thanks for nothing. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's, and I get that because I love, you know, I, I probably know Star Comics better than I know, like, my parents' house. I know where everything is, but I still like to go in there, dig through the bins and see what they have, you know, see if there's an issue of Daredevil or uh, my buddy Isaac does Wildcats. I know, Colby, you do Spawn. You know, trying to track these books down. And if you're not able to do that, that's going to hurt you. That being said, there are some comics shops. Um, I saw some in New Mexico that have already started because they've been on lockdown for a while. I was watching one that was doing like a Facebook live sale where basically they go the QVC route and have featured products and featured books and things. I thought that was kind of cool. But well, I don't know that they comic can... stores. Mm -hmm. uh, Star has also been doing that on their Facebook and Twitter page Doing um, just basically glamour shots of different pieces of product And also speaking of uh, that story you just told F that guy Because <laughs> I am absolutely sure had, had he been like, okay, can you look for these particular issues for me uh, Our LCS would have been more than happy to dig through their own bins uh, Pull those issues and either curbside deliver or... Um, Mail them to the customer in question. Yeah. You don't need to dig the bins yourself. They'll, they'll do it for you. I'm I'm 100% positive of that. There's a few issues of X Factor I have considered calling about, uh, just cause uh, yeah. it would help them out, and I would get a few issues of back issues of X Factor I needed. Well, the, to tell another quick story, my I talked to my friends at Best Buy the other day. They had a dude yell at them because well, if the hospital's letting people in, why isn't Best Buy? And what? if you have to explain that to somebody. <laughs> Well, that's a good question, Lance. Well, I'd rather go to one over the other for sure. I'm really curious because I have no firm reference. Daniel, what's going on like in your neck of the woods? Because that's a completely different world. On what side of things? On the like your local comic stores, like what are they? How like are they allowed to have people in at all anymore? Yeah. So my shop slash this area got stay at home notices because I tend to go to a shop in a different county. But my county and that county have all both gone stay-at-home ordinances since last week. Okay. And that actually got dropped the Wednesday that I was going to get comics for the last time, which was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, but uh, the last month of the shop, they were letting three people in at once because half the staff, most of the staff was there working on random side projects. Um, I guess they decided of all weeks to start working on updating one of the rooms of the shop. Obviously, the same week they announced all this craziness. Okay. So... They've been, like, painting and working in one room while people are selling stuff in the other room. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, a three-person limit, and they were also doing the curbside side of things for a while and had since it started. And apparently, it's been going really well. Like, that's the advertise every day. Hey, we're doing curbside emails, whatever you guys want or need. Um, 
I'm thinking about doing an order here in a minute once I figure out what I haven't read yet. That's my story. So, it's yeah. Like, the problem is, like, us, we're regulars. You know, we we all support and everything. But, I mean, the, we don't keep the lights on in that place. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was telling RLCS. I was like, man, if I could buy every issue of Spider-Man you had in your shop right now, I would. Totally would. But I can't. Yeah, I mean, it's just not feasible. So, you know, you have to find that appeal to the other people, to the masses, the common folks. And it's, I don't know, man. It's I, I think it's, it's going to be like the 90s bubble again. You know, mid-90s, you had a comic shop. They were like Starbucks are now. I know here in Lubbock, we had at least five or six that I remember. And after the dust settled, there was only one left. Now we have two. And, you know, I'm all for competition. I don't go to the other one, but I would never wish that they closed or anything. Uh, but I think in other towns where you have more comic shops, unfortunately, they're not all going to make it. And that's that's sad. For sure. Agreed. Yeah, that's, I know Amarillo, where I live around, I know the sad truth is there's three shops there, and there's one that might, there's, there's one that I think will definitely survive because most of their business is off of variance and mail order anyway. And, but uh, there's one that's been there forever that has no internet like presence whatsoever. And I think this could be like their final. Then file nail in the coffin for them, and the other one I I used to go to, but they are also just like they're trying their best. I'm not sure what, and they're like, well, towns like Midland or Odessa, who are a decent sized town, but haven't had any regular comic presence in forever, and I'm just afraid that well, there's a lot of things going on, but a lot of towns, yeah, it may become more and more like the major cities have less and less, and the towns in between may not have any after this. Yeah. So one thing that. I was kind of talking to some people about, do you think if the Walmart initiative from D.C. had maybe gone a little bit better? You know, I know I, I love, like I said, love local comic shops, and I will I will buy digital before I buy at Walmart. But do you think if you saw grocery stores selling comics again, drug stores, Walmarts, um, I'm like, Kmart's closed down. I'm trying to think of other places I used to buy comics as a kid. You know, if if single issues were in more places than just comic shops, do you think we would be in this same boat? Or do you think they would still be making them? Or like producing, I guess. You know, they wouldn't be on the shutdown is the question I'm asking. I, I, I think if they were making money at it, they'd be doing it. And me and Derek have talked before. The sad truth is, for not sad, but for whatever reason, between Walmart employees just not being able to do it or know anything about it, between the lack of care and a lot or lack of just properly stocking it, I think Walmart and Target just I, I was a believer that it could work at one point in time, but I think after seeing the last batch go, I I just don't I don't think there's a world where that could successfully work for 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 the people that want comics every week on Wednesday on time, I don't think I think it would ultimately just like you said, I think people would just turn to digital more. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that kind of relates back to, um, I think we, Colby and I can kind of relate this story to when we were working at Hastings and Hastings tried to be the first nationwide comic shop and yeah. just dumped a whole bunch of comic book issues on a whole bunch of stores and like two sheets worth of instructions on what to do with them. Our store, our Midland, Texas Hastings was one of the top five comic sellers in the nation for Hastings because Colby and I worked there and we knew we understood comics. We and we knew yeah. how comic books worked. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just throw comics at a retailer and say, here, sell these anymore. You know, back in the day, back when we were kids, when they still sold them at 7-Eleven and whatever, you could. You could have a rack of comics because kids, you know, could naturally gravitate towards that. But that's just not, you know, the reality is that's just not how people discover comics anymore. Unfortunately, it's a niche market. We keep trying to break it out of the niche market. We really, you know, everybody thought that getting graphic novels into bookstores was going to save comics. But Really, the thing about comics is comics need to be hand-sold, especially yeah. now with some of the entertainment options available. So without that kind of personal experience and – and I know every single one of us has a story about the comic book guy who helped us find what we wanted and was nice and friendly at the comic book store that we discovered, and <laughs> that's that was – even even as much as the comics themselves, the, the experience at the comic book store is what kept us coming back. Um, and that's that's also why I think there's a big argument to be made against digital because finding new titles in a digital marketplace is, you know, when you want to talk about flattening the curve, there is no curve. Everything is is has just yeah. as much exposure as everything else. So, yeah, the problem with that is you run into. Again, Thank you. I was uh, rambling. Oh no, 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 it's it was good. I think the problem is it's I know me and Daniel can relate to this to like Spotify or Apple. You have the same problem there where everyone's got equal footing, but that also means only the big names really get noticed unless you, unless you go diving into it. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to be that nasty little advocate right now. So look at Netflix and Netflix hasn't killed the movie industry, but it's definitely put a damper on it. And how many shows, either Netflix originals or just recommendations, have you discovered through the digital format of Netflix? You know, being able to watch well, I think all these movies and not limited, be limited to six screens or something. That's, that's true. I mean, you can, you definitely can, but the problem is, like, it didn't kill movies, but it definitely killed, it helped kill the movie store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It helped kill going out and buying Blu-ray or DVD. Like, like I right now in my friend group, I think the, the only people I know that buy physical media, including myself, are the people I'm talking to on this chat. <laughs> I, yeah, I may have bought three movies this week just yeah, because I. Why not? I talking to James, James all the time makes fun of me because he's always like, "You are the only person I know that still buys physical media." I'm like, "Yeah, that's sad but true." Well, I do it because, and so okay. <laughs> so I, I honestly don't know about this. So if you guys do, please, please enlighten me. I buy physical copies for for two reasons. One, so I can loan them out. You like this movie? Here, borrow it. And then you can do that with physical comics. But in today's day and age with streaming, I buy a physical copy because I never know who's going to have the streaming rights. I don't know where That's it's going to be if I'll be able to watch it. Now, That's my logic. Safe. Yeah. 
very much the same. And even and I have a I have a robust Comicsology uh, subscription or not a robust Comicsology collection, but I also have two, four, six bookcases worth of graphic novels and enough. I've got a chunk of more on it. I already like you, Marvel. Uh, Derek, you have Marvel Unlimited. There's, and DC Universe. It's not yeah. a complete. The, those aren't complete catalogs. You know, as much as they try and say that they have uh, yes they have a lot but they do have a ton but i bet you could go through your own personal collection and find 20 or 30 books in an hour that they don't have oh easily yeah for sure i mean vertigo vertigo is not on dc unlimited and they're not all on comicsology most of them are but but not all yeah uh colby and i were talking uh over on uh, couch Mm -hmm. comics the Brian K. Vaughn Cyclops miniseries. It's not on Comixology. I don't know if it's on Marvel Unlimited, but it's not on Comixology. The Iceman one and the Chamber one are. But it just... So So with that, I guess my roundabout question is with those... I mean, I guess technically Comixology <coughs> isn't the only one since Marvel and DC have their own, but if you start getting multiple providers, you know, does it start becoming a uh, royalties and rights issue with comics the same it does as movies? Yeah. I, I someone who, I know me and Dan talk about this, someone, people who love wrestling, that's kind of where wrestling's at right now. There are five million wrestling streaming services. And it's like, you kind of end up just picking what you like and finding new ones, but that's the problem is you don't want a monopoly, but you also don't want to have to pay for 25 different services. Yeah. I feel like I complain about monopolies, but when I open one of my physical copies of a movie I just bought and the digital code isn't compatible with movies anywhere, I get super pissed. (laughs) Same. (laughs) And Lance, this is exactly what you asked for. But it inconveniences me, so I get angry about it. Yeah, that's kind of that's how I am with the digital movie too. Like anytime, it's like so many are good at when I open one up, like a Lionsgate or something. You gotta go to Lionsgate.com to do this. Like, oh, fuck. Whereas with your local comic shop, you walk in there, and I, w- I would say that this is probably ninety percent of comic shops. If they don't have it, they're gonna get it for you. They're gonna. Yeah. It's not. They're not gonna say unless if it's out of print. Even then. Uh, for my wife's birthday, I think it was birthday. I don't know. Some point in our lives, I got her all the old Buffy the Vampire series, and uh, our local comic shop was like, "Hey, here's the deal: this the trades for whatever reason are like eighty dollars a pop, but the single issues are like fifty cents. Which one do you want us to get?" I was like, "Duh, get the get the single issues. Let's stock up on those." But they went; they didn't have them, so they went out and tracked them. Even stuff that is out of print, you know, I know they'll they'll get on eBay for you. They'll look, you know, reach out to other shops, other stores, and I think with if you go purely digital, if somebody because then then you run into the problem movies have, which comics already have this problem, is pirating. And yeah. I think if you go all digital, you're going to see that pirating number skyrocket. Skyrocket, yeah. Yeah, no, that that will always be a major problem. I mean, that's what every digital format faces. Of 
and everything to say of it. Once you show people how easy it is to get it, or once you give something to people for free, it's so hard to get them to even pay, you know, like a dollar for something. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. I mean, I used to be 100% F digital. I'm never going to buy digital. It's so dumb. Why would I do that? But getting to know you guys and talking to y'all, it's like, oh, well, I want to check out this book and I can check it out for $2 instead of $20. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I mean, to the point where I probably have years of digital codes that expired. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's so I try and stay on top of that. Like I'm finally caught up to where I can do it. Of course, now I'm caught up to where I can do it every week when I get my new books, and now I'm not getting new books <laughs> every week. But um, it's dumb. Sorry, what are yeah. you saying, Daniel? Well, you at least can buy them digital now since DC's only offering that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what you read exactly, but you know. all the books. Okay, you can ask, you can ask these other two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I just know what Colby reads. I don't know what the area two really read, except for Blopla episodes. I, uh, yeah, I read way too much, and every time I say I'm going to drop something, I'm like, I, so I guess that's another thing. Like, I feel guilty when I drop a book at my local comic shop. <laughs> yes, the guilt trip is real. I won't lie. Oh yeah. I mean, they don't put a guilt trip on me. I, I don't want to like. I don't want any oh, listener no, no. to think that. Not I, at all. I just, I just, I personally. For Feel somebody that. who really has like no moral compass, and ninety nine percent of the time I don't care about anything or anyone. I'm like, oh, I don't want to cancel this three dollars a month book because I'm afraid you won't be able to pay pay your electricity bill if I cancel this one book. And so I've I've suffered through some runs. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we all have. Yeah. <laughs> I bought oil oh, crap. Uncanny X Force Rickman are one of my favorite runs of all time. I would not have read that horrible fucking Otherworld little arc in the middle had it not been for me being not wanting to cancel. Yeah. But the arc after is amazing, so it, it comes back. I forgot about back. that arc. It's oh, I wish I did. <laughs> it's it's I'm, a weird. I was concerned we were reading it. Uncanny X Force Rickman are a perfect X run minus like four issues that I don't. No, what was he? He got like some acid trip idea that he had to go solve some eighties. Well, Captain Marvel. We, we talked about this before, man. It, it tied into eighties Excalibur continuity, and that was one of those times that the artist who is normally very good, his name escapes me right now, uh, Daniel Acuna. Daniel yeah. Acuna, normally a very solid artist, not the right artist for that arc at all. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. But it, like, that is the best example of. Good writing, good art that just together, it made everything feel like a dream. And then when I found out none of it was a dream, it was yeah. weird. So <laughs> to to switch in the worst case scenario, let's say we go pure digital. Now, in my mind, that, that should mean a couple of things. So obviously the bottom dollar is better for the company. They're not having to pay printing, shipping, warehousing, all that kind of stuff. And in a perfect world, that money would go to the creators. Now, I think we all know that they may see a little spike, but not really. Yeah, uh, probably not. Sorry, no, go ahead. I said, no, probably not. Like, yeah. I would be shocked. Uh, but the other thing, 
since you don't have to have that commitment, do you think if we went all digital, you would see the more off the wall miniseries and the kind of let's just try it for two issues and see if it works? You know, because there's not as much commitment on Marvel and DC's part. Uh, because you know they're all right. They're paying their artists a hundred dollars a page, and they're paying their writers seventy five dollars a page, or whatever the going. Honestly, I, I see the crazy, the crazy kooky stuff like that going away if we go digital, because they're gonna want. You know, they just lost one of their major avenues in comic shops. They're not gonna want to do anything to. to possibly lose the business any further than they already have so that you're only going to get books about the big popular characters uh i think that's going to get even more inclusive and the the niche stuff is going to go even further away personally that's how i would see it every if if we lost comic stores if we went pure digital uh the the fear is real and the fear of losing any you know that last avenue of business uh you're getting 15 spider-man titles and 23 batman titles and uh I mean, good luck grabbing anything else. I guess uh, Hickman could finish out his X-Men run, and then we'll see what happens from there. Yeah. Uh, Colby and I were actually talking the other day, and I I made the statement, and I feel like I, I was kind of right, that if Marvel and DC bow out or do whatever it looks like they're doing, this would be the time for indie publishers to step up. And not that, like, Boom and them are indie I mean, but compared to Marvel, they kind of are, I guess. But right. I, I think that would be a really cool time uh, that, you, you know, that would be, oh, yeah, my comic's in print. So, like, the print underground almost. Uh, <laughs> it would be, be, be another uh, 70s revolution for indie comics. Yeah, the black and whites. Yeah. And, you know, it would be, I don't, I don't know. We will we will see. This the thing is right now everything's just nobody knows. Like from when we went on the air to now things have changed. <laughs> it's yeah crazy. Yeah, like I said, we've we've like you said, we got the shelter in place order as we began recording. So yeah, even just on the local level, things have gone Yeah. It's nuts. I, it's weird, man. Yeah, no, it's. It, I don't know. It's one of those things where I wish we had like this clear answer. It was like everyone else in the world right now, where don't really have thing. And I think, sadly, mo- you know, the theater industry and the comic industry are just going to take a bit of a slaughter, no matter what happens. Yeah. Well, and this is, you know, we were talking about the writer strike the other day. This is kind of mm-hmm. weirdly similar to that because it's nobody's making stuff. And so, yeah. and nobody's putting stuff out. So, you know, when things do get back up and going, uh, how, you know, they got to play catch up. We already do twice a well, month. Oh, a lot of books are twice a month. But, you know, so what, what happened there? Yeah, I don't, my, that's my one, my biggest question right now is with all these books, with all the plans they have with, you know, Empire, 5G, Death Metal, all these stuff they're gearing up for it. My only question is, do you move? Do you just move every single book like two, three months later? And if they do do digital, do you do? Do you just not print those issues and come out with a trade? Or like the next couple of weeks are printed. Are those books, do they just become the most valuable books in comic history? Yeah. It, I don't know. That's what I hate. Like, 
our not our jobs. This is our hobby. We do this for fun. You know, we record, we talk about comics, we do things like that. And not that we know close to everything, but you know, we're at least informed. We know what's going on and we know what to talk about. Yeah. But with this, you know, it, that's why Colby and I, you know, we do that daily show now where it's like, oh, hey, look at, remember when this, remember when comics were coming out and this was a comic? Yes. Yeah. This is a good comic. <laughs> Uh, it, it's rough, and that's another thing is DC, and we're not going to go down this rabbit hole, but I, I'm curious what Didio would have done in this situation. But DC at least is like, hey, this is what we're doing, and Marvel released that uh, thing on Marvel.com where it's like, support your local shops, here's a list of a bunch of local shops, but they haven't said what they're doing. Yes. And that's kind of... My kind of crappy, you know. I mean, if we're being honest, yeah. My only, my only fear right now that DC putting out that statement and Derek kind of hinted earlier might be their way of kind of looking like they're trying every possible avenue, with in reality just planning on digital. Yeah, I because just... we've talked about like I think I think there is a chance that DC puts out their if they find distribution and find a way to print they may physically put out like the big their top like four books physically just in some manner but i can't see i can't see the entire line being in print in any way no matter what they find for the next two months yeah it's just well we haven't talked about when you know canceling and they before all this happened they had canceled and already announced to move free comic day which is yeah. typically a major boom for for things to begin with, and now now you have the problem with books like that. Is it just? I mean, the, the scheduling nightmare this must be for anyone involved in trying to plan out. It's got to be an aneurysm waiting to happen. Well, and they because uh, New Comic Book Day is traditionally when the big the first big comic book movie. Well, not the first anymore. Now that we do February, but when the summer blockbuster season kicks off the first comic movie of that yeah. well now black widow and wonder woman have been pushed back um yeah. wonder woman got moved to august black widow we have no idea yeah just that it's been well, delayed we, and we talked yesterday off mic before recording the daily show and we talked that marvel right now is so tight in their interview continuity and so tight in their scheduling that they are so booked up for so long of stuff they have half shot or kind of shot that I don't even know how you move their schedule. Well, because if you move one back, it's a domino effect. They've kind of painted themselves into a corner. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they have, what, we, we talked about if they have four or five, four movies come out next year. Yeah. Four yeah. next year. Plus all the TV shows. Plus all the TV shows. Plus any other tie-ins or announcements they're planning or were planning. And even though this is just in the long run, maybe you know two or three months of them having to shift everything in the movie world, that's, I mean, that's entire movies being shot. Yeah. Well, and then if you dump it all at once, you're going to get burnout. Like, yeah. if if Marvel, if it's like, okay, Black Widow comes out the first week, and then the next three weeks we have a new series debuting every single week, and then The Eternals comes out, and then we have two more new series. Like, I don't have, nobody has time for, I mean, right now we have time for that. Yeah. But right a, now time for, in a normal world, yeah, we're not going to have time for that. And then... Then, you know, you have to pick and choose, and that's where you get to 
to equate it to something that I'm going through right now, like Hickman's X-Men. It's I've kind of dropped a couple of them and to the point where, well, now I don't really know what's going on. So do I drop all of them or just kind of use context clues and or ask you guys what's going on here? And you would do that. You know, I, I think people would do that. They would depend on people like us who would they would assume would watch all of them. But I don't know. I, I can actually like I had my first moment here where and I don't know, Derek, have you read the new Wolverine? Yes, I have. So I had my first moment where they pick up. I won't spoil stuff for people who haven't read or anything, but uh, because early in the book, but where they do actually touch on Kitty, you know, a, a very old spoiler from Marauders of Kitty being dead. And I was like, had I not known that from talking to you three months ago, yeah, I would have just been like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And it's... that's not necessarily a strike against it. I'm because I still enjoyed it, and I still, but I will say I know what you mean. Of, that's always the double-edged sword of having such a cool, cohesive universe of comics is if it all fits together, like like Hickman's X-Men is doing right now, it's awesome the more you know. But there's going to be moments where it's like, hey, Kitty died, you didn't read the story, but here's what, you know, she's dead. Just get over yeah. it and move on. Well, it's like, I mean, if, if you buy a puzzle and it's missing, you know, at, at what point do you say, I'm throwing away this puzzle because I'm missing this many pieces? And yeah. I, I think with all these delays, that you can, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what you start. I'm one of those heathens that starts in the middle. Yeah, well, there, well, then, then you can just read Hickman's main X Men story and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think after I, had, I didn't read the most recent one, but I think the last one I had to text you guys like, wait, when did this happen and this happened? Because I, uh, I really. It's weird. They went on that. They went on space adventure. I'm always like fifty fifty on GR stuff because these are really fun and kooky, or it's like very continuity heavy with old comics. Yeah, and it's, it's I think I, it, it has a lot of brew, and I like brew, so I'm okay with that. So I got. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Daniel. I was just jumping on the X Men thing. I didn't love the latest two issues, but I don't know. I'm not a giant space X Men guy. I th- see. It's weird though, because I love issue. What this was nine issue seven, the apocalypse, uh, crucible issue. Might be my favorite issue of the X Men run so far. That was good. Yeah, that was the issue that either made it or break it. Broke it for a lot of people. Yeah, because that's that the next color revelation too. Yeah, that was yeah. not followed up on at all. Anyway, anyway, back to <laughs> the topic. We can, we can talk about this off mic here in a minute, but I, I want to kind of wrap things up. And ask each of you what you think the best case scenario is for the state of comics going forward. I, uh, so I think, personally, the best possibility, and this is also, it's a pipe dream, but it's one, let me have my pipe dream. If there is a possibility for DC and Marvel and comic shop law them to come together and during this time find a way to possibly make print to even if it's a way for DC to make a small limited run of the main main titles and have local comic shops direct ship them and everything else go digital and find somewhat of a middle ground between digital and physical basically where you can where DC and Marvel can make some money and local comic shops can make some money because understandably no one's going to be able to make what they normally can. Right. They can find some kind of manner to where one doesn't completely outweigh the other one, but also 
well, the other thing we're, we haven't talked about is like, it's like with movies, it's a sad thing. When you lose momentum in music, in the arts of any kind, and right now with no comics coming out, I would be very worried about, yes, people like us will come back that first week when comics do return, but what happens to people like my brother or people like anybody else that, you know, they're just on the habit anymore of caring about new comics? And what happens if they do put everything on pause and those people just don't come back? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when I go back, like, well, and then in the companies, you know, this yeah. is, we talked the other day, there's a lot of books that if you need an excuse to cancel them or stop making them, this is it. Like, uh, we just didn't bring this one back because blah, blah, blah. So it's, are we going to get a lot, are we going to get like what happened 9-11 where there's going to be a lot of comics put on hold because it deals with a virus or something? I don't think we're going to get that. Um, I do think we're going to get a lot of ridiculous screenplays about people living in their one-room apartments by themselves. <laughs> Damn, you're There's right. already a movie. I saw somebody posted. Like, they've already, in like the last week, somebody in somewhere already shot, before they got to stay at home, they got enough people together to shoot a short film. Or, or maybe a feature-length film. Something. There's going to be some weird stuff made in this time period. That's all I know. I just hope Outcast is making an album right now. That's like my... <laughs> maybe. Uh, Daniel, what about you, sir? What do you think? Um, I think it's a weird experimental time. I mean, I like how it took a virus for people to realize we could do curbside pickup or deliver comics to people's doors, like where we had done that beforehand. Um, I don't love what's going on, but highlight the pause but i'm worried about momentum even reading this week's books there was a weird feeling of like man this is good but like who knows if i ever see the conclu- conclusion of this arc i'm in or man this is a really cool first issue but who knows when i'll see the next part like it was really weird feeling that i had the whole time where you're eating most of my stuff um it's like everybody is an image comics fan right now you never know when the next issue is gonna be <laughs> Zing! The sad part is, I picked up Image Volume One Trade this week, and I mentally was like, "Oh, cool! I have no clue. I'll never see any of this book now." Um, oh no! Even did say Corum is going to get is going to be even more delayed now. Oh shit! You're right. Sorry. <laughs> hey, we've all had one. Lance, need to swear real quick so that we can all have one. Oh, I I, I threw a, a low key swear word. Out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Derek, what about you, sir? Best case scenario. Best case scenario, there are still comics out the other side of this. I'm sorry, but that's really what it is. Best case scenario is there's still an industry when all this is over. Um, And I hope there is. Uh, On a slightly more positive note, I have seen some creators championing the idea that uh, DC versus Marvel have another crossover uh, to celebrate the ending of of this and and to come together and actually, you know, have the two companies have characters meet again. I think that would be really delightful, and I think that'd be uh, a very much a um, a Sully landing on the um, whatever river he landed on moment that kind of helped pull us out of the depression that uh, we went into 2000, what was it? Eight. Um, I think, I think that could be, and it could be, you know, great for promotion, great for publicity and maybe get people charged up to go back into comic stores again. Um, So that's my more optimistic answer. My more realistic answer. Uh, I hope there's still comics after this. I hope there's comic shops. We can get, we can finally, we can get our pipe dream, Grant Morrison, Hickman, X-Men book. If that happens. That's true. (laughs) That'd be sick. 
Yeah, like I mentioned, I still want I still want another JLA Avengers by Bendis, Aaron, and Snyder, drawn yeah. by Jorge Jimenez Dude. and uh, Jim Chung. We need to promote that episode way more because I just realized we accidentally got super topical with that last list. That's true. Yeah. I need to, uh, we we, we have a history on this network of predicting the future. It's true. It's weird, weird. And scary. Like I would say, out of everybody, for us to not have any insider contacts or anything, we're good. We're real good. We're really good at reading the room. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, our, the most our insiders go is like we get a helpful hint of like, hey, this is happening at a distribution level. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's about it. I uh, so my my best case scenario, and this is what I wish they would do. Um, and I tried to convince our LCS to do this, but I don't know if they will, because right now you can only do it with Marvel. Right now, you buy a digital copy of a book. And then when this is over, you have a stack of physical books waiting for you. Uh, Brian Higgins on Twitter, he's a, a big-time comic book retailer, and that was the day Diamond announced their um, their shutdown. That was his response, is that uh, publishers need to get together and have a, a, a digital-to-physical match um, for retailers to sell to customers. So that is that is an idea that has at least been floated by at least one professional in the industry, and I, I can get behind it 100%. Yeah, because then you're going to get them in the comic shop when this is all done. Right. You know, yeah, they may not care about actually having... I mean, people like us, we care about having the actual issue, but the other people, it just gets them in the store. Right. And that's, that's what you need. So I don't know. Um, we'll see. You know, hopefully here in like a month, we can or two, we can do another one of these and be like, oh, hey, look, all the books are back. Everything's honky dory. This is what we're excited about. And we can talk about whatever project saying out. you know, I don't know. Uh, what was it? Access. That's that character that they both own. Yeah. Access yeah. Is coronavirus. And so they all have to team up to save him or something. I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's, let's make it happen. So, um, again, I want to thank you three for joining me. Uh, during this, it's nice to talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> it's super nice. Um, sure. All you out there, thank you for listening. Let us know, you know, kind of what you want to see. Um, you know, let's keep it positive. Let us know what Marvel versus DC showdown you want to see. If that's going to be a thing, uh, you know, and maybe, who knows, maybe we'll do a Family Sounds where we pitch some Marvel versus DC stuff. We'll... I'm already building one in my head that I think could be a lot of fun. Sweet. Same. So <laughs> look, look forward to that coming soon. Um, I want to, again, thank you all for listening. Make sure to check us out everywhere on the Facebook and social media, the nightmare, blah, blah, comics, blah, blah, curse words. We're just all over. You can find us and stay safe. Be smart. Be kind. Don't touch we'll me. We'll see though. you on the end of this. Six feet apart.